We as believers in Christ Jesus need to live a life of worship and praise unto God. You know, today we're going to be talking about seven ways that we can worship God. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be continuing the message about worship. We talked about worship last time. We're going to be talking about worship today. We're going to be uh, wrapping this side of the message up. Uh, we're talking about developing the intimacy with God. I don't know about you, but... I believe in my heart, the more and more I minister this and teach this, it's bringing a lot of change in my life as well. You know, this is part uh, 21 of this series. I believe pro probably going to be on part 40 by the time it's all said and done. But, you know, I don't know about you, but I just want to enter into a deeper relationship with God. And, you know, this morning I was uh, looking at the news and reading the news. And as much as I really don't want to, you know, I'm not saying that I live my life with my head in the sand and so forth. But it's just something that, you know, I really don't enjoy watching or looking at because of all the 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 problems that we're dealing with in the world, all the craziness that we're dealing with the world. We're just seeing so much demonic activity that we've ever had in this entire world that it just, to me, it pushes me more into the closet. It pushes me more into my prayer closet, spending time with God, wanting more intimacy with Him. I just believe that we are on the cusp of seeing Jesus Christ. You know, I know that for many years we've talked about the end times, we've talked about Jesus coming back, but I really believe that we are truly 100% seeing the end times unfold right before our very eyes. And I think this is the moment, the time as believers of Christ Jesus, we need to push back uh, social media. We need to push back TV. We need to shut it off. We need to push back so many things that's distracting us from serving God, chasing God like ever before, and prepare our hearts. You know, I was thinking about the uh, the parable of the virgins uh, yesterday, and I want to be that virgin that has my oil ready. I want to be that virgin that has my wick trimmed. I want to be ready when Jesus splits the sky, and I don't want to be one that, that did not have my oil. I got to go go off and buy more oil, go go and trim my wick, and then by the time I get back, it's too late. So see, to me, I just think it's a time that believers in Christ Jesus need to get serious for God and chase Him like ever before, because like I said, I believe that time is coming soon to where we're going to see Jesus. And I'm not one of these ones that, that give dates and things like that. I don't do things like that. But I just believe that in time, and soon, soon, we're going to be seeing Jesus Christ coming back to this earth. So anyway, let's go ahead and jump on this worship. You know, uh, I myself, I've, I've given a testimony that myself, I'm not saying I struggle with worship, but it's 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 something that I need to definitely work on. There, you know, I don't have a problem in thanking God and recognize who He is and, and taking a moment and stopping in my day to just say thank you so much. But as far as like in my prayer time and, and singing unto God and worshiping the Lord, you know, I admit that's something that I've got to work on in my own life. Now, you know, I wanted to share about different ways that we can worship or express. Uh, our worship unto God. And I believe that this will be interesting to many people. Um, these are Hebrew words, and it's it's a it's a, it's a way to express the Lord. And uh, it was more so in the Old Testament. But again, it's a way that we can recognize and how we can implement more worship into our lives. So let's go ahead and just look at this. 
Um, one is Barack, and I, I pray that I know the pronunciations of these. I actually went to YouTube and looked these up, and I wrote them down the best I can. So if I'm not pronouncing exactly perfect, please forgive me. But the first one would be Barack. Um, it means to kneel, to bless God, to bow down. It communicates that the Lord holds a place of importance and helps us remember just how great he is. You know, you're not having to beg God. See, that's one thing that um, I, I want to express. Uh, and I and, and a lot of times I see in, in different cultures is where people are begging God. You know, the Bible says that we can boldly go into the throne room of God, you know, to 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 attain mercy and grace. And uh, we need to have that boldness in our heart. Now, again, let's be careful about understanding boldness. Boldness is understanding who God is, his love, his care, his compassion, his grace, his mercy over our lives. So we can boldly go in to partake of that. But it doesn't mean boldly to have an attitude of arrogance. You owe me something. No, I'm not saying that. And, you know, I find this interesting. Uh, last night I was praying before I went to bed and uh, I was uh, sharing with him about something. I can't remember exact details of what it was, but 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 I felt like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm coming off with an an attitude, an arrogant attitude, and I I really did not like that. And again, it wasn't it wasn't anything horrible, but it was like I'm I'm going in, I'm crossing the line here. Let's just say that. And that's when I just kind of dialed it back and said, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, Lord. That, that I even have this attitude. Forgive me. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I repent of this attitude that I'm having. So I believe that we need to be careful in how we do approach God. But at the same time, I believe that we're not beggars. God, God did not send his son to make us beggars, but we are heirs through Christ Jesus. So, you know, me as a child, you know, my father's not alive now. My mother, let's just use my mother example. I'm an heir of whatever she has as far as whatever assets she has left. You know, I am aware of that because I know what the will says. And my, my sister and I are both heirs. But I don't go to my mother with an arrogant attitude like you owe me something. No, I show honor. I show respect. I show love. I show concern over my mother. You know, I don't live near my mother. My, mo my mother lives in Iowa. I live in Guatemala. We're thousands of miles away. But I still take time to call my mother. I still take time to see how my mother's doing. So see, I, I show a, 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 an attitude of respect and honor to my mother. So it'd be the same thing that's God. But at the same time, I just want to express we're not beggars. And I see that so much so in, in like this culture here where we pray at the altar and they're begging God for something. No, when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you're not a beggar. You appropriate the promises that God has given you through faith and the promises that he has given you, and you appropriate those promises. You don't beg for what God has given you. So it's the same thing when you approach God, you're not a beggar. And, you know, my children, if my children came to me and begged me and, you know, was begging me constantly and begging for my love and begging for my, uh, for compassion and mercy, begging for whatever it may be, it would be super, super 100% uncomfortable. And I would say, what are you doing? Stop that. So I believe it's the same thing with God. You know, because God is more than willing and able to move on our behalf, he wants to move on our behalf. So again, to me, 
Barack would be showing that honor, respect of who he is. There's times that in my office, I'll lay down, I'll lay down on my uh, on my stomach and lay down and 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 worship the Lord and 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 pray unto Him. I'll kneel, I'll kneel down, but it's it's a it's a place of honor, respect of who He is and who He is in my life. So let's go ahead and move on. So uh, halal is Second uh, Samuel six fourteen through fifteen, and it says David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. And so David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of praise, uh, with shouts of joy, and blowing ram horns. You know, to me, uh, uh, this is where you you are just exuberantly celebrating who God is. And you know, the translation is to shine, to boast, to rave, celebrate, even to be clamorously foolish. You know, so to the way I look at this is if you can go to a football game, if you can scream at the top of your voice and go crazy for for the team that you're rooting on, why can you not cheer on God? Why can't you sometimes just look foolish while you're praising the Lord? You know, while I'm in church and and uh, I used to be on the choir team years ago, and people make fun of me the way I uh, dance in the choir. I mean, we. I, I, you know, I'm charismatic. I'm Pentecostal. So, you know, uh, some of us would say we're holy rollers, you know? So yeah, we know how to express God. We love to express our joy unto the Lord. We love to praise and worship. So yes, our choir team did have a little bit of boogie, you know, we kind of did a little dance, you know, but some people kind of made fun of the way I, uh, expressed my joy and danced. <laughs> and sometimes it wasn't in tune or on time, you know, but, I was one that was definitely clamorously foolish at times, um, but that's what the, the that's what halal means. Is sometimes we just need to let loose, and if it means that you're going to let loose in your house by yourself, so be it. But that's uh, sometimes what we need to do before God, and it doesn't matter if it's just you and God, or if you go to a church that people are comfortable with that type of worship, whatever it may be. You know, I'm not going to down any type of worship. But I'm just saying, if that's the type of worship you go to, let loose. Let halal, uh, the way to worship the Lord, be a part of your life. And, uh, you know, halal is mentioned 110 times in the Old Testament. So it's definitely something that was practiced in the Old Testament times. Uh, and it's it's just something that I believe that we need to sometimes just let loose. And like David was, he was not embarrassed at all. He was not embarrassed to to give praise and worship and who God is. So the next one is Shabbat, uh, Psalm 47, 1. It says, come, everyone, uh, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise. So, you know, this is shouting loudly to command. It isn't simply about being loud, but it's a focus to worship the Lord with with one whole being. You know, again, there's times that, uh, you know, you know, and I expressed this last time, there's times for in corporate worship, and then there's times that it's not. You know, there's times where, where you know, the, 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 definitely the tempo, definitely the, the moment is a praise, and it's definitely a time of, of just shouting unto who God is. Uh, but then in times of worship, times uh, in church where it's just not a time where it's flowing, but also in your home, you know, in, in, you know, while you're hiking, while you're out 
being alone with the Lord, you can shout unto who he is. You can give a, a shout of your whole entire being. And it's something that just rises up inside of you. And you just want to get a, give a shout of who God is. I mean, now, you know, I, there's some memes and there's some videos out there that kind of joke around. Uh, comparing denomination to denomination of, of their type of worship and so forth. And it may be this, maybe you're not comfortable with what I'm sharing with you. You know, maybe this isn't your style. Maybe this isn't what you do. That's fine. That's between you and God. You know, don't, don't, don't feel like you're being pressured to, 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 you know, uh, uh, to worship this way. But I'm just saying these are the types of worship that, uh, was, was in the Bible. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm just expressing these type of worship. So like I said, if this is not something that you're comfortable with, then, you know, go ahead, you know, not do these types of worship. The next one is uh, Tehillah is uh, Psalm 23.3. It says, he refreshes and restores my life. He leads me in a path of righteousness, uprightness and right standing with him, not for my, uh, my earning it, but for his name's sake. So, you know, it means to sing unrehearsed, unplanned praises to the Lord. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll come up with some uh, praise song that I've just created off the cuff. And uh, it may sound horrible to everybody around. And it may even sound horrible to me. But, you know, I believe because it's coming from my heart, my heart of my love for God, I believe that it will please, it will please the Lord. You know, sometimes I would probably love to see a video of the uh, coming up with these songs and praising the Lord, you know, in my home. And as you can tell, you know, I try to do, a, I, I, I'm not saying that I do it all the time. I don't want to give you this impression that I'm this guy that's walking around all the time, uh, praising the Lord in my home. I try to be thankful all the time. I try to, to really, really uh, consider who God is and what he's doing in my life. And I try to express thanks to him many times over. Uh, and I try to do more so than complaining. Cause again, I'm not a perfect man. I definitely sometimes have times of complaining. I try to taper that or tamper that. I try to, uh, uh, temper that. I try to put a stop to that, but I definitely try to be very thankful in my home. So, you know, uh, it can include adding words to existing song or even singing in the spirit. You know, I, for some of you may not be aware of what I meant by that, but you know, uh, I believe that today we can still pray in the Spirit, speak in unknown tongues. There's a whole entire teaching of that, so don't shut off the podcast because you don't agree with that. There's a whole entire teaching of that in different types of tongues. Uh, there's different. There's tongues to be used in a church. There's uh, I don't want to say rules, but there's different ways to use that and the way it should be used in the church. And then there's a prayer language, the prayer language that you can use in your own private time of praying in the spirit, praying in the tongues, but also you can sing in the spirit as well. Um, so the next one would be Tuda, uh, Psalms 134, 2. It says to lift up your hands in holiness into uh, the sanctuary and bless the Lord affectionately and gratefully praise him. So Tudah uh, is a type of worship that includes extending your hands and raising them in, th in thanksgiving for something that has been done or will be done. So, you know, like Sunday we were at church uh, just yesterday and, you know, I raised up my hands. I was lifting up uh, my hands uh, unto the Lord, you know, and it, 
it was just something that it was just a natural response, a, 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 a spiritual response in my heart of raising my hands unto God and worshiping him for who he is. Amen. The next one is Yada, uh, Psalms uh 63.4, it says, So will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. So yada means to extend your hands vigorously as in complete surrender. So again, you know, yesterday just kind of a, a worship like this, but you know, like this would be uh, the yada, just lifting your arms in complete surrender and just saying, God, I give up. God, you know, whatever's going on in my life, I praise you and thank you for your involvement in my life. I, But I just give you all uh, surrender. I'm surrendering everything, my whole entire being unto you. And then the next one would be Zamar, uh, which would be praise him with a blast of ram horns. Praise him with a lyre and harp. Uh, praise him with a tambourine and dancing. Praise him with uh, string strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praise uh, to the Lord. Praise the Lord. So Zomar means uh, to touch the strings. It involves rejoicing and make music unto the Lord. So yes, it would mean uh, in incorporating instruments as far as in praising the Lord. You know, I think sometimes people unfortunately make things too religious and they get so caught up in things and they uh, make make too many rules that, that again, it's about religion. It's not about relationship. And, you know, there's unfortunately some uh, denominations that just won't even permit instruments. And, you know, I just like, where do they come up with this kind of stuff? You can clearly see in the Word of God, they encourage uh, instruments, they encourage uh, instruments to be played while uh, uh, singing praise and worship unto the Lord. I mean, so, um, you know, those are the seven ways that you can express worship unto God. Uh, we're going to um, wrap up the message of worship, but I do want to kind of go into uh, 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 Paul and Silas as they're thrown into prison and just talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, Acts 16, 19, uh, and again, this is a whole story about Paul and Silas being thrown into prison and how they uh, use worship and praise and it shook the foundations of the prison, and they were released from the prison. So Acts 16, 19, it says, Her masters, and what it was is, is, is about a demon-possessed girl that would uh, uh, give fortune-telling, all kinds of things like that, and she was demon-possessed. So Paul was going to deal with this, and this is what sparked the whole entire thing of them being thrown in prison. So... So Paul uh, casted the de demonic spirit out of her. She was not able to do the 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 fortune telling, all the things that she did prior to. So her master hopes of wealth uh, were now shattered because now she couldn't do what she was doing to gain wealth for them. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. So the owners of the slave girl was angry because Paul and Silas casted the demon spirit out of her. Paul and Silas were seized and dragged and forced to the magistrates. So grabbed means they were take hold of, grafts, cash, you know, arrested, you know, take hold of, dragged. They were led by force uh, 
uh, to be done with violence. You know, as we can see, we, we talk. I was talking earlier about the craziness that's going on in the world. We're seeing a lot of videos going on. Like, for example, I'm in contact with a lot of pastors in Pakistan where the uh, Islamic extremists, you know, uh, went into the Christian areas and started destroying their churches and violently beating the uh, Christians and the pastors and so forth. That's the image that you have right here, that they were violently dragged before the magistrates. So then we go on to Acts 16, 23, 24. It says, they were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered, and they uh, ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet into the stock. So again, I'm trying to develop this uh, image and understanding of really what uh, physical uh, harm that they were in, physical pain that they were in, mental anguish that they possibly could have been in. So again, I'm trying to develop an understanding of what it really meant to worship in these type of conditions. So they were thrown into the inner very prison and their feet were clamped in stocks. So, so again, the officials who punish uh, Paul and Silas were called uh, lictors in Latin. Uh, this is the expression of getting your licks came from. You know, you're going to get some lickings there, boy. You know, uh, that's some old time, old fashioned talk there. Um, their backs were reduced to a sticky, swollen mass of lacerated skin and dried blood. Don't mean to be graphic here, but it's really important to understand what conditions they were in. You know, they were put into the inner dungeon. Once in the prison, they could not lie down without tearing their backs even worse. So I would imagine they probably had to sit up and maybe even lean up against the wall, or maybe they couldn't even lean up against the wall because of the pain in their backs. Um, you know, I just, you know, take it back of just having a gallstone or like a kidney stone and trying to sleep. You know, just very miserable, painful. And the second you get to sleep, you get woken up again because of the pain. So I can even imagine this being a thousand times worse, you know, than dealing with a gallstone or a kidney stone. Those are things I don't wish upon anybody in the name of Jesus. So again, um, you know, the the they couldn't lie down. You know, the prisons were filthy, poorly ventilated, were underground. The prisons would be divided into outer inner areas. The inner uh, parts of the prison were more secure, darker. Uh, in many cases, the prisons were overcrowded. Uh, the prisons were designed for psychological, uh, you know, to to deal psychologically with you and physical torture, you know, into getting people to confess of whatever it may be. You know, the prisons uh, would also be designed to strip the prisoners of dignity. There were very uh, little rations in the prisons uh, because friends and family were expected to supply the prisoners with uh, their needs. So they were put in stocks. These were made of two boards joined with iron clamps, leaving holes just big enough for the ankles. They were made uh, to keep people from escaping, made holes wide enough to and part enough to stretch the legs and bruise the feet to cause great pain and injury. So again, just just a horrible, horrible conditions. And you know, sometimes we complain about the conditions that we're in. We complain about the issues that we may be in in life. And then you think about this. You think about the anguish and pain, the mental pain, the mental stress uh, that, that Paul and Silas was in. 
you know, this is uh, with the whipping stripes and uh, added agony, you know, sometimes with the wrists and ankles being placed in stock. Paul and Silas, who uh, had committed no crime, were peaceful men. You know, they were put in stocks designed for holding the most dangerous prisoners in absolute security. And again, they committed no crime other than setting a young lady free from demonic spirits. You know, Acts 16, 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing to God. The other prisoners were listening. Just think about that. You know, our praise of worship is a witness unto those that are around us in our lives. You know, we could be in our workplace and people know of the pain that we might be going through. Maybe you recently lost a spouse or maybe you recently lost a child. You know, maybe uh, maybe uh, you are going through financial hardship and people know about that. You know, whatever it may be, you're going in your life. But if you are lifting up the name of God before others, if you are worshiping unto God, people will be watching. People will be listening. It is a mighty testimony unto who God is in your life. Amen. So, um, so let's go ahead and continue on. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but if it was me and knowing the way I am and sometimes a big baby that I can be in my life, I would not have been able to handle this very well at all. You know, I think about that gentleman that was, uh, you know, he was Iranian, but he was from the United States. Uh, he went to back to Iran to visit his family. Uh, he was a pastor. He went to go visit his family. Uh, and for some reason, he was thrown into prison. And he was able to, I believe, get some messages out to his wife. And he was suffering from tremendous torture. He was suffering from tremendous health issues. And so I can't even imagine what people might be going through today through persecution, religious persecution that they might be going through. You know, just look at the people of Israel and and, and many of them watched their very family being murdered right before them due to extremism, due to demonic extremism of people violently killing and, 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 and torturing and violently attacking people over uh, a, a religion that they believe that is of God. And when it's not, it's demonic. It is of demons. Amen. So see, it's so, it's so horrible to, to, to go through these type of situations. And I can't even imagine what it would be like. I don't, and, and the, the issues that I deal with in my life and sometimes the way I handle it uh, is, is, is very immature. I'm just telling on myself, I would think that I would not be very good in this situation. But Paul and Silas was singing praises and hymns unto God. Amen. So, you know, they weren't plotting revenge. They weren't cursing their enemies. But victorious gospel power resounded all throughout the inner cell of praise and worship of who, who God is. There was no groans and complaints and cursings. You know, again, I admit, I would not do very good in this situation. You know, I would need strength and grace from God. You know, so no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, we need to lift up our uh, the name of God. We need to give him praise. We need to give him glory in who he is. And if, as you read on, you will see that that because of the praise and worship, the gel cell, gel, the gel was shaken. Uh, the 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 doors flew open, and the jailer and his family 
gave their lives to Jesus Christ. It doesn't talk about what happened to the prisoners, but I believe that there's even many prisoners that probably even came to know the name of God as well. So see, it's so important. Not only do we worship God for our own selves, but we worship God for those uh, that are around us to be a testimony, to be a light to those that are around us. You know, we're coming to the end of this podcast, this video. Uh, uh, this video, we need to go ahead and close and pray. But I just pray that this time of talking about worship, it may be uh, something that will encourage you to take more time to worship God, to enter in and to spend time and share uh, your love for him and your praise for him. Amen. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray for all those that are listening that they would take the steps to worship you, that they would, uh, Holy Spirit, help them learn how to worship you. Help me to learn how to worship more so, uh, to uh, worship the Lord, to worship Jesus Christ. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're involved in our lives and you will help and lead and guide us in the way that we should go unto the Lord. So I just praise you and thank you that you minister to those that are listening right now and touch their lives and help them become more of, of that individual that worship, worship the Lord. And let's go ahead and pray for those uh, that want to give their lives to Jesus Christ. You're listening to this message. You're wanting to uh, serve the Lord, chase God. It's a simple prayer, simply saying, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. I want to serve you. I want to chase after you. Send me to show me a place to go and worship and serve in the house of God and and to to give of myself and to be discipled and to be raised up and to be a mighty man or woman of God in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. If you pray that prayer with me, if you said that to yourself that you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you are now a believer in Christ Jesus. You have eternal life. And you are now a believer that, that when you die, you will go to heaven. You will not go to hell. So I encourage you to pray that prayer and serve God, find a church, and serve him. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.